Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I am doing a listener's choice. I had a listener write to me and ask if I could do a podcast about dealing with toxic people during this quarantine. I thought that was a great subject, and even though I have talked about toxic people in the past, my advice is always just cut people out of your life when you can, but obviously when we're in this time of quarantine, we can't do that, and sometimes those toxic people that we're tied to live with us, so if you're stuck in quarantine with a toxic person, first of all, let me tell you that I sympathize with you because I know how emotionally and physically draining that can be. Secondly, I want to say that I am going to give you some tips to help you deal with this and to help you get through it, but know that I am sending you positive vibes and healing energy because it is not easy to live with a toxic person. It takes a toll on your spiritual, emotional, and physical health. So please do what you can to shield yourself. Maybe and hopefully after listening to this podcast today, you will get some ideas for how to help in dealing with toxic people that maybe you live with or that you have to deal with. Because let's face it, sometimes the people who are most toxic to us are ones we have to live with. We were born into those families and... We just can't always cut those people out as much as we would like to. But there are some things that you can do to help protect your own energy and to protect your boundaries. And I'm going to talk to you about those today. And let me just put another little disclaimer. I did read a recent study that physical and emotional abuse goes up during times like this. And as a teacher, that's one thing that worries us As we're not seeing our children every day, we know that if they are home with parents who are violent or abusers, they are probably getting more abuse. Same goes if you're home dealing with a toxic person and they are emotionally or physically or mentally abusive to you, you're probably getting that much more now. Please do not stay in a toxic relationship if there is any way you can get out. If you need to get help, I did post something on my Facebook page. There is a a national hotline that you can call. Uh, Don't allow yourself to be in harm's way. That being said, this is advice for people who are stuck with people who aren't necessarily dangerous to their health, but who are toxic. So they are emotionally draining. I like to call these people emotional vampires because they like to take everything we have or energetic vampires, you know, they just drain us dry. And after being around these people for even a little bit, you might feel like you just need to go take a nap for 50 years because they've just taken everything out of you. Um, I know because I used to be married to a toxic person. And uh, the interesting thing is, that when I had a reading done not too long ago, the first thing the person said to me was, "Is this was this person like an energy vampire? Because I just feel so heavy and like that all my energy is gone. 
So she was able to pick up on that right away. So when I say that they're draining, they're draining. So what can you do to deal with a toxic person that you can't get away from right now? Because I understand, you know, there are a lot of reasons why people can't always get away from toxic people. Um, And if you're one of those people, which if you're in quarantine, there's not a lot you can do right now then this message is for you. But even if you're not dealing with a toxic person right now, this is something for you to consider and think about for later because at any point in your life, you can come in contact with a toxic person. Sometimes they show up as coworkers. Sometimes there are spouses. Sometimes there are parents or siblings. Just toxic people can show up anywhere in your life. So the first thing that I think you need to do when you're dealing with a toxic person is to set limits with them. So you need to make sure you're holding your personal boundaries. The thing about toxic people is that oftentimes when things go wrong, they always blame you. Even if they were in the wrong, they're not going to take responsibility for that. And... It can be very difficult and frustrating, but you need to make sure that you're setting boundaries for yourself. So maybe that's, I limit how much time I spend with you, even if you're in quarantine, okay? And that might be difficult, but you know, maybe you say, listen, I need my alone time. I'm going to sit in the living room and watch some TV or work on my laptop. You go in this room and let's just have our alone time. That's setting a healthy boundary for yourself, saying, I need my space, I need my time, whatever it is. If you have a patio, you know, as the weather gets nicer, maybe say, okay, you know what, I'm going to go outside and work on the patio for a little bit. Uh, You stay in here and don't bother me. I need my alone time. I saw what someone on Facebook had was they had a sign. And I know it's probably because she was a mom, but still this works for anything. She had a sign that said, you know, if when this sign is up, Do not talk to me unless you are, and then it said dying, you know, a leg cut off. It was supposed to be funny, but the point is set this boundary that I need this time, I need this space to work because many of us are working from home and it's hard when we're in each other's spaces. So make sure that you set that healthy boundary for yourself of, hey, this is my private time. This is my space. I need it to work. I need to do some things and take that time for yourself. The other thing you need to remember is to pick your battles wisely. You know, it's not worth fighting over every little thing. And I know that some people think that, oh, kindness is a sign of weakness. Or if I, you know, if I work with you and I cooperate and and I give up, you know, this much, you're going to take a, you know, they say give an inch, they'll take a mile. Well, not necessarily. It's just intelligent people understand that it's not always about being right. Sometimes the fights and the battles are just not even worth it because toxic people don't respond well to criticism. So sometimes toxic people take one little bit of criticism and they turn it into an all-out declaration of war and it's not worth losing your peace of mind over this. So think about your grievances, you know, think about it as a scale of one to 10. 
how irritated am I with this thing? Is it a one? Is it a five? Is it a 10? If it's anywhere from one to four, I would say don't even worry about it. Just let it go because it's not worth the fight. Otherwise, though, you want to, you know, hold your ground and and stand your ground and hold that boundary. But sometimes it's just not even worth the fight. Sometimes it's also easy to recognize when toxic people are in a mood. And when you notice that, that's a good time to try to distance yourself from that person. Because what I noticed was with my ex, if he was in that kind of mood, no matter what I did or said, it wasn't right. And I was always wrong and I made everything worse. So when he was in a mood like that, the best thing for me to do was just go somewhere else. And again, I know we're in quarantine, but you can go to the grocery store, you know, make an excuse that I have to go get gas and just get in the car and go drive around for a little bit and just get out of the house for a little bit because being around, that's just going to drain your energy. What a lot of highly emotionally intelligent people know is that there are certain things we have to do when we're dealing with toxic people. You know, toxic people are complainers and they're negative. They always want to wallow in their problems. They want to be victims. They want to have a pity party. And a lot of times they want us to be their ear to listen to them. And then we get sucked into it, and that's where we get all of our energy drained. Because when you're around a person like this, and it's just wah, wah, negative, negative all the time, it is exhausting. So sometimes all they're looking for is a sympathetic ear, and they want you to listen to their problems, but then you get sucked into it, and then your energy gets drained. So again, think of yourself as distancing when this happens, okay? I need my space, whatever it is. You know, when my kids were little, sometimes it was I was going to go take a bath and I would be in the bathroom for an hour, an hour and a half, just in there doing what I needed to do to just get away from it all. You know, soaking in a hot bathtub or take your laptop in the bathroom and just sit in there wherever you can. Okay, there is no shame in trying to find some time for yourself. Distancing yourself from the problem is necessary. It really is. Also, though, you can try to redirect the conversation. Redirecting is a tool that does work sometimes. This would work with my ex often if we were in a disagreement or he was just having a bad day. We could redirect the conversation so that it wasn't on the negative. Sometimes that works. It doesn't always work. The other thing that you need to understand is that You have to remain emotionally balanced when dealing with toxic people because they are not. They are not rational. And what happens is when you get into a fight with a toxic person, if you're also not emotionally balanced, you're going to fly off the hinge and then you're going to be locked in this horrible fight that's just going to take you both down. And what ends up happening is you both die in the fight. Nobody wins. It's a lose-lose situation. So one of the ways that you can stop that is for you to take a breath, not to get emotional. Because remember, a lot of toxic people try to play on your emotions. They manipulate you because once you lose your cool, they win. Because they've pushed just the right button. 
My ex knew every single button to push with me. He knew exactly what to say that would make me fly off the handle and look like a crazy person. And that's what happens. You look like the crazy person because you're getting so upset because they're triggering you. So what you have to really be able to do when you're dealing with a toxic person is to take a deep breath. You might need to walk away. Remain emotionally balanced. So take a breath and you might need to call on your team and just say, you know, call on Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael, I need you here with me right now. I need to maintain my balance, my emotional balance. Please fill me with courage and allow me to stay balanced in this situation. You can call on Archangel Azrael because as we talked about before, he transmutes negative energy so we can ask him to transmute that energy. But take a breath, call on your team. Don't get into your emotions because when you do, you can't logically think of good solutions. And sometimes toxic people, they're not looking for solutions anyway. They're just looking to win. It's win at all costs. So you have to take yourself out of that fight because you're never going to win that way. So you have to take a breath remain emotionally balanced and then and only then can you choose a compromise that's fair to everyone and you may not always get this person to compromise but at least that's better than just screaming and yelling that gets you nowhere another really horrible thing about dealing with toxic people is that their behavior is irrational Their behavior goes against all reason and it probably makes you feel like you're insane because it always made me feel like I was the crazy one. In fact, I went to counseling and I was like, I think I'm crazy. And my counselor said, no, you're not crazy. This is a tactic that toxic people use that make you feel like you're crazy because then they win arguments because they make you look like you're the stupid one or you're the one who's irrational. You're the one who's overreacting when really They've pushed every button you have and triggered you in order to get you to react that way. And it's like a fun game. Here's something that worked with my ex. If you think of it as a game, what toxic people want is attention. When you stop giving it to them, when you stop giving them what they want, they stop doing it because it's not fun. I wrote about this in my book, Beautifully Broken. I wrote a whole chapter called Manipulation, Monopoly, and Other Fun Games. And it's dedicated to this very thing. It's such a simple solution and most people don't even think about it. And it actually does work. When my ex and I first got divorced, he would call me constantly and get me all riled up and make me mad. He would call me at all hours of the night sometimes two and three o'clock in the morning, knowing I had to get up to go to work. And it was so upsetting. And my family would be like, well, why don't you just turn off your phone? I'm like, well, it's my phone. And if anything happens and there's an emergency, you know, I need to know, you know, I'm not going to not use my phone just because of that. And so they were thinking, well, there has to be a way, you know, for you to get around this because this is stupid. This is crazy. So what we found out was that you cannot harass someone by phone like that. It's illegal. So I went to the police station and I told them what was happening and they sent him a cease and desist letter and said that 
if he continued to do it, that he would be fined $250. And I never heard anything about the letter. He never acted like he got it at all, but the phone call stopped. Another thing, though, is simply taking your attention away from it. What my ex used to love to do was to call me, get me upset, and then I would hang up on him, and he'd call back 50 times. And I would let it go, and I wouldn't answer, but then I would answer, you know, and it was just this round and round thing. When I stopped completely, when I turned my phone off when he started doing that, I would just turn it off. I figured, you know what, I have voicemail, I have texting. If people really, truly need to go to get a hold of me, they know how. And I'd just turn off my phone for an hour and walk away. And I'd come back to my phone, and of course, he had blown it up with like 500 million voicemails. But I didn't give him the attention he wanted, and I didn't worry about it. When I turned off my phone, I also turned off my attention to that thing. I just stopped worrying about it. I stopped giving that attention. I just walked away. And if you're in the same house with somebody, you may just have to physically walk away and say, leave me alone. I'm not talking to you. I'm taking a break. But when you don't engage in the argument, you don't engage in the fight, you're not engaging in the game. And when you take your attention away from the game, it's no fun. It's not a fun game when there's only one player. But if you engage in that fight, if you continue, you're giving them satisfaction. That's exactly what they get. They love the satisfaction of watching you get upset. And you might wonder, who likes seeing people upset? I know I don't, and I don't. You know, whenever I see other people cry, like I want to cry too. I don't like to see other people upset. But people who are toxic and abusers know that. They know you don't like being upset or seeing other people upset, and they use that to their advantage, and they manipulate you and trigger you in order to get the reaction that they want. So if you take yourself out of the game, if you simply say, I'm not doing this, and walk away and take your time, the game is not fun. And I've actually had the same thing even happen with other people where if I'm on the phone with them and they start getting like verbally abusive to me, I'll just say, you know what, I'm not going to keep talking to you if you talk to me this way. And when it continued, I hang up and later I talk to that person and that person never mentioned, they never said sorry, but they also didn't say anything about me hanging up and their attitude towards me changed. So don't give in to the need. It's like an an urge or need within us to want to be right and to say, you know what, I'm not going to let you win because you're not right. But you know what, we have to give up that need and we have to give up the need to get emotionally involved in it. You have to look at it almost like you're a third party objective observer because honestly, that's what that person did before they even conjured up this fight with you. Toxic people are able to not get emotional about things like we are. I mean, it seems like they are, but really they seem so cold and calculated sometimes because they don't feel the emotional things that we do. And for that reason, they're better at fighting and they usually win because they're able to make us look and feel like we're stupid or crazy because we've gotten so emotional when they're remaining calm. And the reason is, because I know my ex used to do that all the time. It's like, here, he's calm. And I'm 
flying off the handle and screaming and crying and looking like a crazy person. And he was so cold and calculated because he knew what he was doing. And that was fun for him to see that he could affect me that much. So if you feel like somebody's doing that to you, and usually it is about manipulation, it's about control. It is absolutely about control. Don't give up your power. So what you need to do is take a deep breath and distance yourself and set your boundary. Say, and don't set your boundary like, I can't believe you're talking to me this way. Don't talk to me. Don't do it emotionally. Okay, we don't have credibility when we do it that way. Take a deep breath, and you may need to walk away to do this. Take a breath, get yourself composed, and you can call on Archangel Gabriel and Archangel uh, Raguel to help you compose the words you need to say to be firm. And, and I call on Archangel Michael too because it gives us courage. Take your breath, compose yourself, get yourself together, go back in there, and set your boundary calmly. You will not talk to me this way. I do not appreciate this, and I'm not going to take this. And I'm going to go, I have some errands to run, I'm going to go run them, and when I get back, you better be acting in a different way. Take your, you know, take your time, take your stand, but again, don't do it emotionally. When we get ourselves pulled in and get all emotional, we just look ridiculous and we can't think logically. It's not your fault because it's this is a game to really make you lose. Okay, this is a strategic thing that's all about control. It's like they throw you off base so that they can try to trap you. But you can beat them at your own game if you distance from them emotionally. Think about it like this is my science project. And this is what I explained in my book, too, Beautifully Broken. I talked about Pavlov's dogs. In this experiment, Skinner had these dogs. And he, and this is basic psychology. I remember learning about this in psychology. So he would, he wanted to see if he could cause a reaction in dogs. So what he did was he had dog food that he would put out. And every time the dogs would see the dog food, they would start to salivate because they were so excited about seeing their food and hungry. He wanted to know if he could have the dogs have that same reaction if he just rang a bell. So what he did was he would ring a bell and then put the food out. So he had the food, which was the stimulus, with the bell. And he did this several times. And then finally, one day, he didn't put the food out first. He rang the bell and the dog started to salivate. But he had to have the stimulus there first, which was the food. And in the same way, the stimulus for, you know, these toxic people is your emotional reaction. So every time that you react emotionally, your toxic person salivates, right? Because that's what they want. If you stop reacting if you stop giving them it's like it would be like if Skinner didn't put the food out if he just rang a bell if he didn't start by putting the food out first and then ringing the bell the dogs wouldn't salivate when he rang the bell because they had no stimulus in the same way 
if you didn't react emotionally when your partner said something that was hurtful and painful, if you tried not to react in front of them, it would be like not having the food there. There would be no reaction from them because you've taken away that stimulus. That stimulus was your reaction. So they're pushing your buttons. I hope that made sense to you, by the way. But if you maintain emotional distance, it also means you have to be aware of what's going on around you. You can't stop someone from pushing your buttons if you don't realize that it's happening. So sometimes you find yourself in those situations where they say something. And here's how you know they're pushing your buttons. They say something and immediately it's like a knee-jerk reaction. You just want to have an emotional outburst. What you have to learn how to do is to realize this is a trigger. They're doing this to me on purpose. And stop yourself and just take a breath. And maybe think of a key phrase every time they do this that lets you know, like, hey, compose yourself. Like, my mentor always says, isn't that interesting? So maybe if the person says something like, you know what, you're a failure like everyone in your family, which would be a triggering thing to say to you, right? You just go, well, that's interesting, or isn't that interesting? And that is your cue to yourself to pull it together, take a breath, you're not going to react. Because you really do have to become that cold and distant with this person. And that's hard for people, especially if you're an empath. It's really hard. It's That's why people who are toxic like that, they gravitate towards people who are empaths and sensitive because we're much more fun. We get much more involved in this game than most other people. Most other people will realize it's a game and just be like, okay, and then stop playing it. We're like, we get so into it and we're like that Monopoly game where everyone's fighting over Park Place and whatever. It's because we're so emotional, it's easy to manipulate us. Seriously, it is. So we have to be aware of our emotions and realize people are doing that. It's kind of like if you were to walk on the street and you approach someone who is mentally stable and they told you, hey, I'm John F. Kennedy, you'd be like, "Uh, no, sir, you're not. And, you know, would be no big deal. But if you find someone who's mentally unstable and they say, hey, I'm John F. Kennedy, and you say, no, you're not, then they're like, yes, I am, prove it. You know, and then you get wrapped into this argument and you don't even realize how stupid you look trying to argue with this person that there's somebody who's dead. But you know what I mean? That's what it looks like. It's like it's a pointless argument that's going round and round that's just getting emotions all flared up and nothing good comes of it. And there's no good outcome and there's no winner. So it's super important that you recognize and are aware of your emotions as you're in it so that you don't get sucked into that rabbit hole of emotions. You have to be aware of your emotions and realize when people are manipulating you. And when they're manipulating you is when they're saying things that make you mad or hurt or whatever. And when you stop reacting... You know, my brother used to do things like this, and my brother's not a toxic person, but it was just a typical brother-sister relationship growing up, and he's four years older. But he used to try to tease us, right? We would be in the car in the backseat driving somewhere, and he would put his hand in front of your face, like almost touching you, but not touching you, right? And he's like, I'm not touching you. And I'd scream, Mom, Chris is touching me. 
And he'd say, no, I'm not. And then he'd put his hand right there and be like, mom, Chris is touching me. And he would say, no, I'm not. And my mom would just, you could see her frustrate, like her hands gripping the steering wheel. Like, my gosh, if you guys fight one more time, I'm going to like flip this car over, you know, didn't parents always say, I'm going to pull this car over. But anyway, that wasn't what my mom said though. She said, you know, if you just ignore him, he'll stop. And I thought that was the dumbest thing ever that she could say. I'm like, that is so not helpful, mom. Like, you need to turn around and beat him right now so he'll quit. But she said, if you just quit, if you just ignore him, he will stop doing it. And of course, we didn't ignore him. We couldn't. We didn't have the maturity level then to realize what she was saying is right. If we would have just ignored him, he would have stopped. Because it wouldn't have been a fun game for him anymore. We were giving him a reaction, which is what he wanted, We're giving him that stimulus, so he was having a great time. And in the same way, that's what toxic people are doing. So you have to realize when you're being triggered. So here's another thing you can do to help yourself. Sit down and make a list of all the things you know that person does that triggers you. Because then when they do it again, you'll be ready. You'll be like, oh, nope, trigger, nope, not going to do it, not going to fall for that. Okay, and then pay attention. It's really, you have to pay attention. And be aware of what's happening to you emotionally and the other person. And again, establish your boundaries. When that happens, just go, yeah, I'm walking away. I'm not going to talk to you right now. I'm not talking to you when we're doing this. And don't let it suck the joy out of you, okay? Another thing is toxic people like to bring us down to their level because really they feel bad inside. That's why they do the things they do. Other people... People who are happy inside don't need to make other people feel bad. So that's why they do it. And remember, you can forgive people for what they do, but don't forget. Because oftentimes, toxic people will keep doing the same things over and over again to try to trigger you. So just don't forget that. Like, oh, you know what? My mom did this the other day and it really bothered me and she's done it before because then you see the pattern of behavior and that makes it easier to stop it and not react to it. Also, make sure you're focusing on the solutions, not the problems. When you are dealing with toxic people and you're fixating on how difficult they are, that gives them power over you. So stop trying to think about how, stop thinking about how difficult that person is and instead focus on how you're going to handle the situation because that puts you in control and reduces the amount of stress you have when you interact with them. Also, don't allow yourself to go to that negative self-talk. The thing about toxic people is they will try to make you feel so badly about yourself. Don't let them. It is not about you. It's not about you. It's about them. They will try to make you feel like everything is your fault and make you feel like you're going crazy. It's not you. It's them. That is the pattern of behavior that toxic people use. They use manipulation, gaslighting, all kinds of things to make you feel like everything's your fault. You can't do anything right and you're a bad person and it's not about you. So let that go. Don't let it affect your self-esteem. That's where the last thing that comes in that I want to talk to you about is self-care. Make sure that you are working on yourself, self-love. You've got to build that up because this person's probably tearing you down. 
you deserve love. You're worthy of love. You're beautiful. You're all those things. Do not let a toxic person take that from you. Also, make sure you're getting plenty of rest and you are, you know, eating right because when you're not feeling good because of your physical health, that will cause you to react emotionally, more emotionally than you normally would. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. And on top of that, there are some archangels that we can work with to help us when we're dealing with toxic people. The first one I talked about is Archangel Michael. You can ask Archangel Michael to give you courage to speak up and to speak your truth and also to shield you from that toxic person's energy. I was talking to a client about this the other day. Just do a quick shielding with Archangel Michael. Just close your eyes, ask Archangel Michael to come in. And when he comes in, he's normally comes with like a bluish purplish light. And imagine that light surrounding your entire body, like you're wrapped in this bubble of this beautiful blue light. And his light is protecting you throughout your day from toxic energy so that no toxic energy can get into that bubble. You might also need to do a cord cutting with Archangel Michael, where you envision that Archangel Michael is cutting with his white sword of healing light the energetic cords that tie you to any toxic people. Also, we can ask Archangel Azrael to come in and to transmute all of that negative energy and to help you see things from a different perspective. Archangel Uriel can help us with emotional healing. So if you're feeling sad and down, Archangel Uriel, if you call on him, it's U-R-I-E-L, can come in and help you to heal from all of that sadness. And also, he is the Archangel of Epiphany. So if you're having trouble understanding why something happened the way it did, call on Archangel Uriel to help give you clarity. Archangel Raguel can also help you to smooth things over between you and the person. So if you're needing help with communication, you can call on Archangel Raguel. Archangel Jeremiah can help us to understand why we keep repeating the same patterns of behavior. So if you find that you keep ending up in toxic relationships with people, this might be a pattern of behavior that you can break. So I would call on Archangel Jeremiah to help you do a life review, to help you see why you're choosing the same kinds of people and to help you pick new people. Also, Archangel Jophiel is the archangel in charge of making our life more positive. She can help you to drive away negative thinking and to see life in a much more pleasant light. She travels in a rosy pink light and she can help you to fade the sadness of the past and to show you amazing new opportunities. Also, Archangel Sandalphon is known for carrying your prayers to heaven. So if you're clear about any patterns in your life that you no longer want to repeat and you're feeling much happier, happier about yourself, then ask Archangel Sandophon to carry your special request for love and friendship right to heaven's door. And then Archangel Raphael, he's known as the angel of health, but he's also the primary matchmaking angel. If you're certain that you want to be aligned with better friends, better relationships, 
call on Archangel Raphael to help you. All right, guys. So I hope that this was helpful to you. The most important thing is don't give in to an emotional battle because no one wins in that. Keep yourself healthy and taken care of and keep doing self-care. Do tappings if you need to. And this will get better, I promise. I hope that if you are stuck in quarantine with a toxic person, that you are taking care of yourself. Don't allow it to drain you emotionally because then you're just going to get physically sick. All right, guys. Well, I wanted to pull a card for you today. And the card I pulled is from Colette Baron Reed's Oracle Deck, The Wisdom of the Oracle. And the card that came out is Go the Distance. Its essential meaning is endurance, strength, the long haul. Do you feel as though you've been wandering in the desert now for ages and ages and nothing is happening? Well, I think many of us feel that way right now being in quarantine. When you conjure up the image of a desert, you see parched lips, sunburned skin, and mirages. But there is more to it than that. Amid the hot sands are creatures with resilient spirits, tough skin, and the willingness to burrow deep underground for water so that they may thrive. This is a time of developing survival skills and resilience. You are learning how to conserve your strength. And in this temporary time of austerity, it's wise to be selective about where you expend your energy. Listen to the call of your soul because it will never lead you astray. There is an important time for letting go of what's not important. I love that. So maybe during this quarantine, you're working on your survival skills and your resilience. And when this quarantine is all over, maybe then if you're living with a toxic person, is the time to let go of what isn't serving you. Sometimes it is letting go of the people and sometimes it's just feeling that realizing when we're dealing with certain people, we cannot come at them behaving the same way we once did. We have to change our ways of behaving. I hope that that was helpful for you guys. I am sending you so much positive light, prayers, and love for your safety and everything else. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please share it with others. Please leave me a review a review from wherever you're listening. That helps others to find me. If you would like to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you will find a list of services that I offer as well as... Uh, ways to purchase it all from my offerings page. You can purchase a session and when you're ready to book, just simply contact me and we will schedule it for you. All of my sessions are done online through Zoom. Also, please don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 6.30 Central for a free card reading and I always post videos to Instagram and IGTV and I post meditations, free guided meditations on YouTube on my YouTube channel, so check that out. I hope that you guys have a beautiful day and thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you again soon. Bye guys.